0: Welcome to Animal Cafe, where you'll hear weekly interviews with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals, and a monthly segment reviewing fun, fabulous, and useful products for your pets. Check our website,
1: animalcafe.co, for more. Hi, this is your Animal Cafe host, Lori Houston, and we're here today with Mel Frere and with Tammy Humphreys, we're going to be talking... Today about uh, lost dogs and offering some tips on ways to find them. Hello, Mel and Tammy. How are you today? Great. Thanks so much for joining me, both of you. Um, Mel, you had a pretty pretty scary experience with your dog, uh, Lady. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Sure.
2: Um, Lady was, at the time, my foster dog, and I'd had her a couple months. She is a very shy puppy. Um, She's actually about almost eight, but she's a very shy dog. She came from a puppy mill, and so um, she's relatively scared of people, and I had uh, taken her and my other two dogs to the pet food store to get them pet food, and as we were coming out, my dog, um, Daisy, that wrapped around a sign that was kind of hanging around outside and and scared all the dogs, and they all pulled out of their collars and took off in different directions. And Lady took off around the building, and uh, the other two came back right away, um, but Lady was gone, and, and we couldn't find her. And she was missing for 12 days, roaming all over the city of Egan, where I live.
1: Wow, that's, that must have been a really tough time for you, those 12 days. That's such a long time. It was scary,
2: disheartening, um, exhausting, frightening beyond belief. Um, there was lots of up and downs. Um, but I had a great organization, uh, Minnesota Shelter Rescue, that was there within, the first person was there within probably 15, 20 minutes. And by uh, probably 45 minutes, I had 10 people out. Um, they already had flyers made. They already had signs ready to go. Um, they were amazing. I I mean, not everyone has that kind of organization behind them. They were amazing.
1: No, you're right. Not everyone does have the, that type of organization behind them. And you were lucky, very lucky that you did. Very if you don't have that type of organization to help you locate a lost pet, there's still some things that you can do to help make it more likely that you'll find your pet. Um, So, Tammy, can we talk about some of those things?
0: Sure. Um, Well, first of all, what we suggest is, you know, a little bit of um, precursor work before you lose your dog to begin with, so we hope that everybody has some good pictures of their dog from the front and from the side view. Also um, a good sturdy collar on with readable tags with a current phone number, preferably a cell phone number. So if you're out searching for your dog and someone finds them and they can call you and you can get to it right away. And also a microchip, um, an active microchip with your current number on it and What we suggest is, you know, next time you bring your dog into the vet, just have them scan your dog while they're there and make sure you can read it and it hasn't migrated down where it's not readable.
1: Uh, Would you recommend putting your cell phone number, uh, registering your cell phone number along with the microchip, your home number, or both, Tammy?
0: I think on my microchip it only allowed for one phone number, and I put my cell phone number on there. Because okay. if I'm out looking, I want to be able to get that call and not be stuck at home next to my phone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And registration is maybe something we should touch on, too, because without registration, that microchip is pretty much useless, right?
0: Exactly. And in, in Mal's case, um lady slipped out of her collar, so even having the collar and good tags on isn't going to make a difference. So you have to have that one extra layer of protection, which is your microchip. And, and being on Lost Dogs Minnesota, I can't tell you how many dogs we have lost that are lost without their collars on, that they had them off for a bath or they slipped out of them, and, and, or people that have found dogs um, that have no collar on and they go to check the microchip and it's not registered or it's got a bad phone number or or there's nothing else they can do. And those dogs often end up in shelters or
1: rescues, because there's no way to find the families after that. Yeah, we've had uh, that situation arise a couple of times in my office, too, where we've had uh, pet owners bring pets in that they found on the street, Um, and we scanned them and found a microchip, but when we called the database to get the owner's information, there was no information on record, so the pet ended up going to the shelter
0: which is really
1: unfortunate.
0: That's what we want to try and avoid at all costs. And I have also heard recently, we had an article from Last Dogs Wisconsin where they spoke to there's different, maybe you can speak to this more, but there's different frequencies on these microchips, and some are more easily read by a universal reader, and some need a special reader. So we also suggest you get one of the more popular ones that can be read by any reader and any vet or hospital somewhere yeah
1: that's true there are there are universal scanners out there now and hopefully um you know most of the pounds and shelters are that are, are scanning or hospitals that are scanning are using the universal ones but there are certain types of of microchips that uh can't necessarily be read by the scan by all of the scanners um, even though they'll tell you that there's a tag there, you may need to locate a scanner that can actually read it. Right. Um, that's kind of one of the downfalls of of the microchips, um, but that's something that's you know the technology with the microchips has advanced tremendously in the last several years and, and that's not as much of a problem as it used to be, uh, but it can can still be can still be an issue on occasion.
0: Yeah. Well, after that, after you take some precautions prior to your pet getting lost, hopefully they never do get lost, but um, we we have a lost dog action plan on our page that helps owners or finders of dogs and uh, what to do in that situation. And um, we have six tips that we suggest, and the first we say place food or water, something smelly like cat food, nothing like a dry dog food or something like that. And familiar items outside, like maybe a dog bed or one of your t-shirts or dirty socks, where your dog went missing from or was last seen, oftentimes dogs will come back to that area. Then we suggest you call all your local city and town police departments, clinics, humane societies, animal control, wherever you're from. And then a very important step, which a lot of folks don't do, is we suggest you print out flyers and And find anywhere you can to distribute those. We want big flyers that are colorful. they look like garage sale signs. They're placed on prominent intersections. Or you can talk to your newspaper carrier and see if you can put some in people's newspaper boxes. Or talk to your school bus drivers and people that are out and about. and Flyer the area as soon as possible because that's what's going to generate sightings. Um, Then we suggest you place your um, information on a Craigslist. Or lost dogs, Minnesota. There's plenty around. Um, if you place your ad on Craigslist, one of my volunteers will contact you and ask you to place it on our Facebook page, so that way you kind of hit both. Um, and then you can also place your ad in the local community newspaper. A lot of times they'll let you do that for free, and sometimes radio stations will too. I know we have a lot of really um, lost Dogs friendly radio stations in Minnesota, and a lot of them are fans on our page, and we hear from them quite a bit. And Me personally, I um, can go on the patch. I live in Stillwater, and I can go on the Stillwater patch, and that patch, if I post something on there, will share that information with all the other patches, and they're kind of an online newspaper, and that way it gets all over super fast, which is exactly what we want you to do. We want to get that information out there fast. We want to start generating sightings before that dog gets too far out of your zone, Mm -hmm. and then we have plans that happen if it's been a week or two weeks, and and to keep you motivated and to keep trying and where to look next and to um, make your search area bigger. And hopefully, you get you get your dog back right away. But if not, we have lots of folks on our page that are willing to help look, and they're from all over the state. So everybody is watching.
1: So you're right. you're locally based there in Minnesota. You don't. Uh... You don't handle other states, correct, Tammy?
0: Actually, we we are based in Minnesota. We do handle border towns. So I have a dog here right now from Iowa, and we'll do South Dakota, North Dakota, and Wisconsin, of course. And then because there are no other lost dog sites in the Dakotas or Iowa, we we try to have them if they're close on our site, but we also, if we get some in Wisconsin, because I can see Wisconsin from my backyard, we'll cross (laughs) post with my sister, site, and that way we've got both. They've got over 10,000 fans watching. We've got 3,600 fans, so that way if it's a border dog, which could very easily cross the border, we, we get it from both sides.
1: That's wonderful.
0: Ideally, in my perfect world, I would love a Lost Dogs Facebook page for
1: every state in the U.S. Me too. Me yeah, yeah, I, I was going to ask that. Are there Are there other groups out there that do what you do in other states, Tammy?
0: There is. So we have a sister site. We share all of our tips and information. We have conference calls, us volunteers on a very regular basis teaching us all the latest and um, what to expect. Like We have one this week to talk about things we can expect <clears throat> Excuse me for next week, which is the 4th of July, and it's a very busy day for Lost Dog sites. But I work hand-in-hand with Lost Dogs Wisconsin and Lost Dogs Illinois. There are other sites that are similar, but none as comprehensive as ours. Where we stick, I mean, we really stick to just the lost or the found dogs. We we don't ever put anything on there about adopting or rescuing or anything like that. And 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 we dedicate ourselves to watching our page and making sure that's all that's ever on there. So that if somebody looks at our page, they know that dog is still lost, or or that person still has that dog, and they haven't found their owners. So we We try to put some education stuff on there, too, every day. We usually get a tip that's shared from Lost Dogs Wisconsin, and that kind of keeps the education part going. But I wish there were more. I think there's a lot that are sort of diluted where they'll have lost, found dogs, or they'll have, like, birds and cats and, and other pets, which are fine, but I don't think they're as comprehensive as ours.
1: Okay. I would agree. So once they're putting putting uh, the flyers up and and put the ads on Craigslist and so forth, what uh, what should a pet owner with a lost pet do at that point?
0: Well, then you have to start hoping that you get calls and sightings, and um, a lot of the places that are shelters or rescues, they don't have. Um, They don't have websites where they'll post the information. They have to hold these dogs for a certain amount of time, determined by the state of Minnesota, and and during that time, they won't really post to the public if they have your pet. So a lot of times I would suggest if you lived in Minneapolis, you could go down to Minneapolis Animal Care and Control, and just, I would go, if it was me, I would be frantic, and I would go there every single day, twice a day, looking for my dog, and um, just checking all your local, all your local shelters, anywhere that that dog could be, because I think a lot of times what happens is is people don't think that dog is lost. They think that's a stray dog and it just is unwanted and it left a bad home. So they think they're doing the right thing and they want to give that dog a life or they keep it for themselves and they never see those flyers or that um, sign on the corner. And and that's what we're trying to do is make sure you get out there and you're proactive and check everywhere you can. I mean, if yeah. it's a small dog, you should check yeah. under things. If it's a thunderstorm, you should check in barns or outbuildings, stuff like that. You know, depending on where you live, there should be lots yeah. of places that you can contact.
1: Okay.
2: And I would just add some additional thoughts um, that worked for me with um, the flyers, handing the flyers out to actual people, going the door-to-door yeah. in your town, um, it, it brings people in to want to help you because they see, um, you know, the, the pain that you're going through to find your dog. And so what you then create is a small army of people keeping their eyes and ears open, and that can make all the difference. Um, so going door to door, we put flyers on church cars, cars at church. Um, we set up animal traps to um, to catch them, Uh so we had, I think, four, four of them out for ladies. Um, every time we got a sighting, we set a trap, and we filled it with smelly food. Um, generally, Kentucky Fried Chicken work. Um, it's a big one that draws them in. Um, things that smell, like another thing that um, has worked well, is putting things in the area where you know the dog is if you get sighting. Things that smell like you or smell like them, their blankets, your clothing, especially if it's near a trap because it draws them in because they recognize the smell. Um, those are some other additional ideas I would just add out there.
1: Okay. Let's talk a, a little bit about the traps that you use in a situation like this. And Tammy, maybe you can address that.
0: Well, we have had several dogs. Captured in live traps, and um, you know we have such a good community on the Last Dogs Minnesota page that a lot of times a person will post on there that they need a trap, and does anybody have one I can borrow? And you know several rescues will step up and say yes, you can borrow one of mine, and um, that's very effective. If your dog is hungry, now if you're if you've got a dog that everybody's feeding, and you leave some food in there, and they're getting food somewhere else, then then I think it's not as effective, but I think we've heard more often than not that it's worked very well. I know a girl that just caught a, a dog that was loose for a long time that had a belt around its neck, and it was out there loose for over a week for sure, and she ended up catching him in a live trap that she borrowed from somebody else. So everybody likes to network and help and um, pitch in whenever they can, and also trail cams work really well. if you know anybody that's got a trail cam you can borrow or if you have one or if you want to borrow to someone that's looking to use one those work too so you can set that up outside your trap and um get sightings maybe the dog is too smart and they can get in there and get the food and get out but at least you know they're in the area and it's your dog not a raccoon or something else and that's been really effective too we've caught a lot of dogs that way as well
1: well that's a great idea yeah other tips? The one thing
0: we try to really stress is we're real cautious when we place um, the information on our Facebook page because sometimes you can get a detailed description like last seen on 10th and 4th, and you'll have 3,000 people go out there and then they'll scare the dog away, which is is really what we try to avoid. We try to make sure to tell everybody, never chase a pet if you see it, you know, Sit down, be calm, don't make eye contact, and let them come to you, have treats. And so I think that's also another good, good thing, too. I think the way Mel did it is where you have your, have your your group of people that everybody's experienced and they know what to do, and that can be way more helpful than just your average person who is just dying to help you find your pet and goes out there and maybe chases your dog into traffic or something like that we would not.
2: And I did, and you're absolutely right, and I did have a few people like that that really wanted to be the one to find the pet, but ended up scaring her more, um, than yeah. helping, um, either chasing you her or,
0: well, yeah, that's, that's, then your dog is stressed out, you know, these dogs are smart, and, and, and they'll know, they have instincts, and they'll know, and they'll live on those for a very long time, and, if you have someone come out chasing them around, they're going to stop going to that spot that was a familiar place for them, and they're going to venture further out where they're not familiar and and maybe into harm's way. And that's what we try to avoid, if, all, if at all possible.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Any other tips, Tammy? You know, just
0: I think that the, the number one thing I would say is just be proactive. I I have a lot of lost pets on my page right now. I have a lot of found pets that are somebody's lost pets. And, and I see a lot of people post their dog, and and that's all they do. They expect somehow Facebook to find the dog for them or somebody on Facebook to go out and find their dog for them, and they don't really do the legwork, and they don't make the flyers, and they don't go out there door to door, and they don't contact any of their local vets or, or animal control, and... And I would just stress that it's, that's a very important part. Posting on Facebook is great, and I highly encourage you to do that, but it's just one piece of the puzzle, and, and it's not going to do it by itself. Although we have a, you know over 300 success stories so far this year, it is done by the legwork and by the people and by the fans and by the education, and you need to get out there and you need to look for your dog.
1: And, you know, one thing that I would, would kind of build on from what you mentioned earlier, go actually physically going to the shelter and looking to see if your dog is there. Even if you've called to ask, I wouldn't necessarily take shelter personnel's, um, word that your dog isn't there because I've had a few instances in, in my community where, you know, where an owner was told, the dog wasn't there and they went down there and there the dog was. So, you know, whether it's a lack of communication or the, the shelter personnel just doesn't recognize the dog from the description you're given, I, you know, I don't think it hurts to physically go there and look just to be sure. Like you said, you know, every day or even a couple times a day is probably not a bad idea.
0: And these guys are volunteers at these shelters, and maybe they're right. on Monday, but not in again until Friday, and they don't know what's happened, and, you know, a black lab could be a black lab, or it could be a black lab shepherd mix, or it could be a million things, and and that's, that's where having that picture comes in handy, too. You know, I would go in there with the picture and say, here, if you see this dog, call me, but if not, I'm going to be back here later today or tomorrow morning, and I'll check again, and you know, just yeah,
1: great idea.
0: Cover your bases.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, one other thing I was about, just, I'm sorry? Oh, sorry,
2: Lori. I was just going to say another thing that we used that was really successful in getting the word out was... Um, and I know there's different ones that you can use, but we used findtoto.com, which basically um, sent in a, a message out via phone to everyone in my community, to say your neighbor has lost her dog. Um, if you see a dog that looks like this,
1: please call this number. And yeah, so that's a that- good idea too. I think there are services that will um, not only make a phone call but will email as well, aren't there, Tammy? Yes, and there I've are. I've received those types of emails.
0: The Find Total is awesome. It's like an Amber Alert for your pet. It's a paid service. So we do suggest that to folks, and um, actually Lost Dogs Minnesota is partnered with Animal Arc, and Animal Arc has a website, and if you post your dog on their website, or cat, or horse, or goat, or whatever you have, it sends an email. It's smart. It's a smart system, and it goes by the zip code, and it sends an email out to all shelters and um, rescues and vets and folks on their serve. And it alerts them in that area of that lost pet. And we are on their listserv, so we get those emails. And then we generally contact that person, send them an email, telling them that it was posted on our page. But that is a great thing because sometimes folks will get calls and they will nobody's ever went to their house or they didn't see a flyer or whatever. And it's just that one person is all it takes to, to make the difference about finding your dog. So whatever Absolutely. it takes, I'm game for
1: um, Tammy, can you give us the uh, the address for your, your site, the URL, yeah. so people can go there if they?
0: It's www.facebook.com slash LDOMN or lost dogs dash MN.
1: Okay, thank you. Now maybe we can give people your website as well, so if they'd like, they can, uh, can go back and read about Lady Story there. Yep. They can do you want the URL? Yeah,
2: that'd be great. Okay. On um, No Dog About It blog. They could also Google it, but it's um no dot wordpress
1: dot com. Okay. Any other last minute uh, things that we should mention before we say goodbye?
0: I, I would
2: think- just oh Sorry, (laughs) I was just going to say two things. Uh, One is don't ever give up hope on your dog because even if they're not sighted for a few days or even a week, suddenly one sighting could happen. and, And as long as you've done the work to get the word out, it can make all the difference to finding your dog. And then lastly, I would just say as a person who might find a dog, don't assume that it's a stray. Assume it's a lost dog and and look for the owner. Um, Make every attempt to find the owner.
0: Exactly. And I would like to say, please, all of you, go to my Facebook page. And if you haven't lost a dog or found a dog, go look, because maybe you can see one in your neighborhood that you can help somebody else get back home. And also, we had a very um, well-publicized success story about a husky named Chassis that was lost from duluth who was found 290 miles away wow later via our facebook page it was all over the local news in duluth and all over the local news where they found the dog and it did make our local news as well but that dog was not chipped she had no collar she was a husky so they you know a lot of people think all huskies look the same and she was very far from home so they weren't even looking where this dog was but it dogs can travel so you don't know if somebody can pick your dog up and drive it away or if, if she walked that whole way that took four hours in the car to get there and that's where she was found so don't ever give up don't don't go to automatically think the worst because we can help you somebody's out there willing to help you find your dog
1: absolutely well I want to thank you both very much for uh, for joining me today and I think that we've covered some great information. Hopefully, it's information people won't have to use, but if they do, it's there. Um, Tammy, I think you provide a a great service, and I thank you very much for that.
0: My absolute pleasure.
1: Thank you. Uh, Hopefully, you guys both have a great day, and thanks again very much.
0: Thank Thank you.